At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. The college basketball season is in full swing, so grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all of your favorite games, or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone, so get a five-hour energy today. Welcome back. This is our number three of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa Resort and Casino, and his VP of Operations, Mike Palm, will be joining us in 15 minutes from the Circa Resort and Casino, so you want to stick around for that. But, James, real quick here to update the folks at the top of the hour. Houston, Illinois, you're on the under in this game. Cougars lead 49-45, live total 120.5, so you're looking pretty good. I'm on Illinois plus five to sort of hedge my Houston to reach the Sweet 16 ticket. Trying to thread a needle. We're hoping that we can do that later on today, but this has really been a rock fight of a basketball game that's been kind of entertaining. Well, and and a lot of 
I mean, they just called a moving screen here. They've, I think the officials were, who knows what's being said down on the court. You know, it's yeah. a high-level game. These kids are going to the Sweet 16, so there's probably a lot of chirping going on. Both these teams are very physical in their style of play. So it just feels like this, since that flagrant foul that I can't believe was called the flagrant one early in this contest back in the first half, I think the referees are trying to set a tone that, look, you talked about the, the technical foul for hanging on the rim where the kid's going full speed speed and more so just trying to keep himself from flipping backwards yeah. onto his head coming there. The referees are getting involved in this game and anytime we get referees involved in the game I get a little uh, uh, then I get a little worrisome that this becomes a foul fest which a lot of fouls have been called. Some soft fouls have been called here but uh, aside from the referees we've definitely seen a change. Curbelo really hasn't played a whole lot in this game. I don't think he's seen the floor in the second half. He's 0 for 4 with two turnovers. Did not have a good game the other night against Chattanooga and so Underwood has gone with the two freshmen. He's gone with Good and Melendez who don't play a whole lot but they've contributed 15 points off the bench putting the ball through the hole, but also kind of being exploited on the other side. Houston is really going after them, especially in particular good. Whoever he's matched up with, that's been the offense thus far in the second half for Houston. And another turnover from good caught yeah. catching the ball in the corner. At, I think we're going to see the freshman piece play out right now for both good and Melendez on the floor. As good as they've been scoring the ball, they're going to have some issues here come crunch time. Houston's starting to make shots, too. They've made seven of their last eight field goals as they've opened up a nine-point lead. It's a 7 nothing run over the last couple minutes. That turnover that you saw on the previous end of the floor there, on the previous possession, they've been trapping these guys so well. Like, this Houston defense, the folks don't watch the American Athletic Conference very much. You're getting a glimpse about what this has been. Houston defense has been doing all year and for the last about four to five years under Kelvin Sampson. They are just absolutely terrific on that end of the floor, and it looks like it might be able to carry them into the Sweet 16. They made the Final Four a year ago, trying to reach the second round, or the second weekend, I should say, of the NCAA tournament. Let's turn our attention to a game that will tip off at 2.15 here. For the folks who are just joining us now, Michigan State and Duke, we talked about it a little earlier in the show, but I wanted to bring it up here as now we've entered the final hour. The Duke Blue Devils, James Lang, 6.5 in this spot, total 145.5. We know all the pressure's on Duke, but is Sparty equipped to take advantage of that pressure. Yeah, taking advantage of the pressure is being able to shoot the basketball from the perimeter consistently, and Michigan State does have some shooters out there. We saw Joey Hauser really have a favorable matchup against Davidson in that round one game on Friday night. Shot the ball incredibly well, had 27 points by far his best game there as the transfer from Marquette a couple years ago, but never really fit into Tom Izzo's system when it comes to having to play defense and be physical on the other side of floor for Joey Hauser. But I don't know, is that something I want to bet on to Hauser have a repeat performance? Typically, he doesn't play very, he hasn't played well in his tenure there with Michigan State. By far his best scoring performance of his career there, 27 points through two years. I don't know if I want to bet on that to have to be able to, to repeat that to repeat that performance again because Michigan State's going to have to make some shots from the perimeter. We know Duke is not a good perimeter defensive team. More so, it's just a matter of the technique and the effort. These are just kids that are capable of playing good perimeter yeah. defense. It's just more so the want to. You're not all of a sudden going to start to want to do it now at, at this late into the season. They are who you are. You know what their identity is. We know what the identity is of Michigan State. 
Yeah, where, where do the points come from from Michigan State? I just don't trust this team to be able to shoot the ball well enough. Hauser's not one I want to put my money on to make another 27-point performance like he did against Davidson. I know Duke wants to get on transition. Michigan State wants to get in transition, too, because they don't want to play a half-court style of game. Is it a transition game? Maybe it is, and it's an open-floor game. Both teams have athletes that can finish in transition. That total sitting a little high, too high for my blood, sitting at 145.5, 146. Probably that's the way I'd lean. If it's a transition game and both teams want to play that type of style, we'll probably see some points on the board in this game. But right now, I don't have a play, Pemmy. Do you think this just comes down to Michigan State and if they can make shots now? Like, not I mean, of course they're going to have to make shots to score points, but to make shots and from the outside range at the clip that they usually do, or even better, because earlier in the Big Ten tournament we saw Michigan State beat Wisconsin by only making one three pointer, and Wisconsin is no slouch. They're a number three seed. They're in the second round of the NCAA tournament, but it feels like. If you do that against a team like Duke, they have a little bit more horsepower and firepower to score into the high 70s, into the 80s. If Michigan State doesn't make those outside shots, are they pretty much cooked or can they find another way to win? Well, they're going to have to hit the defensive glass, not allow Duke, to, and Michigan State will. They will rebound, and that's always another staple of Sparty there with under Izzo. You're going to defend. You're going to defend the perimeter, and you're going to hit the glass on both ends of the floor. Offensive rebounding, maybe not such a strong suit this year, but I think there's going to be opportunities for Michigan State to get some second shots off off the offensive glass. I think they're going to have to crash. For Izzo, he knows that his team here just. It, it's, he doesn't have that guard leadership like we've seen in years past. We talked about it. No Cassius Winston rolling into this game to, to settle this team in the half court. It's going to have to come through, yes, shooting the ball from the perimeter, but also being able to get some shots in transition. Almost feels like I just want to get a feel for for Michigan State once this game tips off. And are they looking to push off the defense, off the defensive rebound, off the misses from Duke each and every time? We know Duke will want to get out there in transition. Both teams can finish. That's still, as we talk about it, family, that's probably the way that I'm leaning is that I'm leaning more so as more of an up-tempo type of game mm -hmm. that favors both the athletes for both sides, and that would lead to, to that team. For, for this game, it's sitting at 145-146 to go over. Yeah. Watching this Houston Illinois game, the Illini it looks like they're about to have a chance at a four-point play. Andre Plummer just hit a three-pointer while getting fouled, so they can cut that deficit from nine to five. Getting back into this basketball game here, James. Prior to that shot, Illinois had 15 made field goals and 15 turnovers. Like, like that's just not the recipe for beating any sort of team, but especially a defensive team like Houston, whose defense tends to engineer its offense as well. Well, did he get touched? I couldn't see the replay to see if he got touched. They've already called one phantom foul on a three-pointer where, again, kicking the leg out. I don't know if that was the case here, but in the first half, that was the same thing. Kicked the leg out, standing in space, didn't creep up underneath him within this kind of his halo as a shooter. Man, again, refs getting involved in this game. Does it feel like they're trying to find a way for Illinois to advance? I think <laughs> Illinois is probably the... Uh, I don't know. I've tried not to get into thinking of these conspiracy theories when we talk about college basketball, but we know mm -hmm. it's just such a, a big business, and you're going to want to put eyes on the screen next week with some of these bigger teams. We talk about it here, and I think for sure the bigger name here is Illinois versus Houston. I think the better team is definitely Houston, but it's not always about the better wow. team. But I'm going to get away from that, family. I'm not thinking about I'm not thinking about the, uh, the, the refs getting involved in this game. We're going to let this play out. 
out. And there's another transition basket off a yeah. poor shot from the corner for Illinois. No rotation back for transition defense and a run out lead to an easy basket for Houston up nine at this point. Yeah, and they just called the loose ball foul on Kofi Coburn there as we Ooh. go to the under four timeout. Houston, they, the lead was cut to five. Now they've just pushed it back up to nine here. And it's funny that you've mentioned that, like, do they want to advance Illinois in this tournament and stuff like that? But, I mean, people talk about these sort of things because the Big Ten gets the most bids. I mean, they have a lot of teams. They have 14 teams in their conference. But you see nine teams from the Big Ten because those teams are big schools, have a lot of alumni. They tend to travel well, put butts in the seats, and it's a TV show, and they want those types of things. <laughs> Houston, they do have a really good fan base down there with a rich tradition with the uh, five slamma jamma and all that stuff. But, uh, I mean, these Big Ten teams definitely do well for the TV ratings. But TV ratings and all that stuff aside, Houston has just yeah. been the better basketball team from what I've seen with their defensive prowess really being le the, what's leading the yeah. charge in this game. And the winner of this game is going to face either Arizona or TCU. And do you see any of these teams, whether it's Houston or Illinois, we've got about a minute left here in the segment, that can possibly challenge, let's say Arizona advances. Do you think Houston can challenge Arizona in a Sweet 16 game? Well, we'll go to the latter. If it's Illinois, they'll get run. They will absolutely get run. Those guards will not be able to hang with Arizona. The, the guards don't defend for Illinois. You see Corbello sitting on the sideline. It's They're not disciplined yeah, it's with not their a good shot look. selection, nor, nor defensively are they disciplined. I think for Arizona, they would run them off. Now, with Houston, they're going to be physical. You're seeing them be physical with Kofi Coburn here in the box. I know Arizona's got multiple bigs they can throw at you, but Houston is going to defend you, and you're going to give Kelvin Sampson a full week, or in this case, I don't know if they would play Thursday or Friday, but you basically have have almost a full week for Samson and his team to prepare for what they're going to see from Arizona and this is a t you know it's a new coach there for for Arizona talent wise a lot more talent especially scoring the basketball for the Wildcats but defensively Houston plays to their strength they know their identity and they're executing that game plan here against Illinois almost to perfection yeah, 345 left to go in the game. Houston right now leading by nine at BetMGM. Eight and a half point favorites on the live number. Total 123 and a half. So, James, you are looking good in that regard for the total. If you want to take Illinois on the money line, 12 to 1. That's what you can get over at BetMGM. On the other side, Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa Resort and Casino, along with Mike Palmas, VP of Operations, joined the show. I hope they're happy about Michigan because I am. This is Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado and joining us in their usual 11:15 Sunday time slot is our crew out at Circa. Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa Resort and Casino and his buddy Mike Palm, the VP of Operations, also the co-host of Odds On here at the Network Weekdays with Amal Shah. Uh, gentlemen, hope all is well out there at Circa. I'm sure the party is rolling on as we continue these games with the second round of the tournament. But Derek, I got to ask you, man, hail to the victors, buddy. Michigan in the Sweet 16. How excited are we? That was great. I had a double opportunity yesterday. The house needed Michigan, and I was rooting for them no matter what. So that was, uh, again, the second second game of the tournament where they played a great second half again. So uh, it was terrific. You know, I mean, if Michigan could play like they have in, in these first two games, the way they have in the second half, I don't think too many teams really want to see them. They, they, they looked really good. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we were pretty excited about that uh, over here watching the game. Well, thinking about Michigan moving on and advancing to the Sweet 16 as a Big Ten team, we've got five Big Ten teams here in action. And first one is getting run today in the second half with Illinois going down. What was the action on Illinois with this first game tipping off with Houston and Illinois and some of the other Big Ten teams that we see in action today? You know, James, this is, this is, uh, this is almost deja vu um, um, day four. Um, from a house side... Um, it seems like it seems like the house has won the opening game every day or the opening set of games. Uh, and then, you know, I was with uh, Mitch Moss, Paul Howard last night, and and Matt Humans, and we were talking about it. It's um, 
it's three days in a row that house goes ahead, but uh, all the late games uh, go to the players' way. It's it's a uh, Pretty amazing um, um, how, uh, how how these games have fallen. So this is a this is a game. It's indicative of uh, of the last three days. The house needed uh, needed Houston today, but I know that just means people are going to pile back in and, and and get it rolling again. But but uh, yeah, we needed Houston uh, uh, this morning. Uh, we're speaking with Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa Resort and Casino, and the VP of Operations, Mike Palm, here on Betting Across America. Mike, uh, this next question I want to direct it to you, because Ohio State's taking on Villanova, and I know you do a show weekdays with a Buckeye, and I wondered if that Buckeye love has sort of rubbed off onto you. They're catching four and a half against Villanova. What do you make of this game between the Wildcats and the Buckeyes? They're a total 134 and a half. Yeah, up to five now here. We're seeing the Villanova money, uh, Femi. So we're going to need Ohio State as much as that pains me. I feel bad, though, Femi, for all of the Baylor fans, for Scott Drew, his team, all the people there at the little Dickies Arena in Dallas, that North Carolina did not heed Amal Shaw's advice and fire Hubert Davis, and it cost <laughs> Baylor a shot Let's at a repeat go. national championship. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that you brought that up. I was wondering if I wanted to bring that up. I'm like, am I petty enough to bring that up? I haven't sent a text to Amal, but if the Buckeyes get bounced, best believe I will send a text message to Amal to say, let's extend Hubert Davis and get Holtman out of there. He might he might have spoken too soon. I mean, they what if they won ten of twelve, including I mean, including winning Coach K's last game at Duke. They buried Virginia in the first round of the ACC, buried Marquette, and then they just beat the defending national champions on essentially their home court playing in Dallas. So I think he's, he's done okay for his first year. <laughs> yeah, it's done all right, you know. Not, not too bad for a guy that we were trying to fire there on Valentine's Day uh, with the mall shot. <laughs> That's uh, fun stuff there. But speaking of these other games going on here, Derek, I know you guys, Texas-Purdue is a fascinating one to me because it's the coaching matchup of Chris Beard, who everybody loves, Matt Painter, who people are hoping to fade. Boilermakers laying three and a half, total 134 and a half. What do you make of this game? Well, right now, what I'm making of this game is it's, it's all two-way action. It's not actually on uh, on our top ten decisions right now. So, so far, it's just been two-way. I mean, what we've seen is obviously the first game is where we had the, the most amount of action, obviously, because of the time. We're seeing an awful lot of action on, on uh, the game you were just mentioning, uh, mentioning Ohio State-Villanova. Uh, and uh, we got a lot on uh, the Iowa State-Wisconsin. Hey, one thing I wanted to mention, um, mention to both of you was that uh, the volume here in in uh, in Vegas for March Madness, boy, it was it was just amazing. Um, had a chance to uh, talk to a few other bookmakers last night, and uh, I think everybody's uh, everybody's setting some records with regards to handle um, for out of state. You know, we can only really talk about Iowa and Colorado, and uh, boy, Iowa and Colorado have been great. Uh, James, the the Colorado handle that we saw over the last few days has just been. It's been really record-breaking, so it's great to see how much March Madness is really impacting you know the whole country. It, it definitely feels uh, like something's a little different this go-around than anything we've ever seen before. Well, and I think out here in Colorado, you know, we we had one team in the tournament with Colorado State. We usually don't see a whole lot. This is honestly, guys, this is a football town. It's a NFL town. It's always going to be a Broncos town. But anytime you have some of the local teams, whether it was CU or CSU in this case, that made the tournament, it always gets everybody's attention. And so a lot of hype around that. Obviously, they weren't able to compete in that second half against Michigan. But I think it gets everybody engaged and involved, ready for March Madness. And I'm 
I'm ready to engage and evolve. We've got a game coming up a little bit later. I'm curious to get your perspectives on this and kind of where the what your handle and where the money's moving here with Duke and Michigan State. Uh, Mike, are you going anywhere with this game? I'm leaning towards Michigan State and taking the number here, but I don't know if I can trust Joey Hauser to have another standout performance like he did against Davidson. I'm stuck here. I don't have a side, and I'm not sure which way to go with the total. What's going on with this game for you guys? I, it's another game, like Derek said, with two-way action here. It's not a top decision. It'll be a heavily bet game, obviously a showcase game. I like what Tom Izzo said. This is a great game for your network, for, C, for <laughs> CBS, but with the storylines between the two coaches. Izzo, 3-12 and 12 lifetime against Coach K, but would, I would love to see Coach K go out in the 2-7 two, two matchup here to end his career. That would be a fitting way. There's no love here. I think the number's a little too high, James. Personally, myself, I make this game more of like 5 but I don't know if I can pull the trigger here. This will probably be more of an in-game opportunity for me. I lean a little bit to the total over 146. Derek alluded to the game. We are getting action, and we're taking Cyclone money here today. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're gonna need the Wisconsin Badgers, and I would have thought waking up this morning we would have needed Iowa State, but it's not been that way so far. Both groups heavily represented here at Stadium Swim at the D and our parties have large contingents here, so I'm interested to see if we're still going to need uh, Wisconsin as heavily before this game tips off. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating game. It's probably going to be a rock fight with the total at 125.5 over at BetMGM. Real quick, we just had a game go final. Houston defeats Illinois in that game, 68-53. to The Cougars cover, and the game goes under the total, which is probably the story of Houston's season. Real quick, want to get to a game. I see you, Mike Palm, with the Notre Dame quarter zip on there. You're fighting Irish, taking on Texas Tech. They're catching eight points in this game, and the total right now, 132.5 over at BetMGM. Any thoughts on the Fighting Irish, keeping this one close. I'm back in Mike Bray and the crew. Are you guys? Well, I, I hope they can cover. Um, look, I'm an alum, but my big future ticket is Texas A&M to the Final Four. So what Mike Bray has done in winning two tournament games with this group, it's like Ann Sullivan with Ann Keller. I mean, this is a miracle story here with the travel, playing after midnight in the East, having to go to San Diego, really took control of that game against... That's a good draw for them in getting in Alabama because Alabama is the most heckle and jide team there is in college basketball. But this is going to be an awful tough task today against this defense of Mark Adams. I mean, this is as good a defensive team as there is in the country. I like their half-court stuff, too, as well. The Texas A&M runs in a half-court. I think Notre Dame's going to be up against it. They are going to have to shoot over taller players today. They're going to have to hit over 40% from three to keep this game close. Um... But I think I think they'll stay within the number. I'm obviously rooting financially one way and emotionally another way. Aren't we all <laughs> in the betting world? Aren't we all? Real quick here, Derek. Uh, TCU in Arizona. Arizona, not too far here from Vegas. I'm curious, the handle on this game with the Wildcats being a public team. A lot of people love them to cut down the nets. They're laying 9.5 against the Horned Frogs. Total 145.5. I think you're going to see TCU money. I mean, the way TCU handled, handled their first game was rather stunning. I mean, that was a runaway I think uh, TCU really showed something. So I know we're going to see TCU money. And the game you were just talking about, I know we're going to need Notre Dame. So I I think there's going to be a a couple of these dogs that uh, the house is really going to need today. We are seeing a lot of uh, a lot of money line action on uh, on some of these uh, some of these chalks as well. People are not afraid to lay four or five hundred at all, and, and they're parlaying them all. I mean, it's almost like a UFC a UFC fight. But meanwhile, every day the money line parlays go down. This is like the story of the NFL season, though, too. The books need a couple big favorites to lose every week, and so far it's happened. I mean, what the favorites only went two and six yesterday against the spread. Uh, but you can't think that are the ones going to struggle again or the twos. I, I don't know, but I'd be leery to, to bet these big money line parlays. 
They are our crew out there in Circa. Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa Resort and Casino. Mike Palm is VP of Operations. You can also catch him weekdays here on VEASAN, hosting Odds On with Amal Shah, our favorite Ohio State Buckeye. Gentlemen, we appreciate you and have a good rest of the day. Enjoy your Sunday, fellas. All right. When we come back on the other side, one last look at Ohio State Villanova. We're set for tip-off in about 20 minutes. This is Betting Across America on BetMGM. you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Eumans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's, like St. Peter's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. And it's a happy James Salinas who cashed his under in the Houston-Illinois game. The game ends 65-51, I should say, not 61, in favor of the Houston Cougars. They move on to the Sweet 16. Houston covers the spread, and the game goes under by quite a bit of points here. So kudos to you, James, as you already have one in the hopper. Yes, that's a good way to start the morning. And I think for Houston, you saw the celebration. They were just showing the celebration in the locker room. There's Kelvin Sampson, shirt off. He thinks he's at Stadium Swim. There's this <laughs> pouring, well, it's not champagne that they're spraying on him. It's obviously just water. We're talking about collegiate athletics here. But good for Houston and good for Kelvin Sampson. I think this is a team you can see. You could feel that on the court. And that's really what I was betting on was the defense for Houston, being able to to show out here for, for a full 40 minutes against this in line team in particular their guards and really work those guards and uh, bad guard play it's been poor guard play inconsistent guard play for the most part most of the season for Illinois and I, I don't think we saw Curbelo get off the bench in that second half they went young and I think we we saw that here not only for Underwood trying to make some adjustments in game but also saying all right I've got two freshmen that let's get them experience out here maybe that'll make an impact on this game against Houston but in good and in Malay Mendez, uh, there's some talent there. Those guys can shoot the ball. They put in 15 points, definitely were a liability on the defensive side, and Houston took advantage of that, and I think that's what we see from Houston. We know the identity of this team to be a defensive, uh, a really lock you down defensively, especially in the half court, but also offensively, this was a team that shared the basketball. They moved the basketball around. They had great spacing out there on the court, and and I think for them, now moving into the Sweet 16, they're going to come continue to play with this chip on their shoulder. Being in the Final Four last year, losing some of the talent and leadership that they did due to graduation attrition, but also then the injuries that hit them with Sasser and Traymond Mark earlier this year, that, that would have been every excuse for this team to say, well, we made a great run last year, when now we're missing our boys we're not going to be able to to sustain the way that we did from last year to this year and if anything it just totally galvanized this team that everybody plays to their strengths they play they know their roles on this team and that's a dangerous team to have to play in a one game scenario and if it is Arizona and I'm kind of hopeful that it is Arizona moving forward mm -hmm. as the one seed playing TCU later tonight large favorite I think one of the biggest if not
not the biggest favorite on the board today. Yep. If they match up and you're going to give Kelvin Sampson four or five days to prepare with that defense going against an Arizona team that there's some youth on that team and it's a new coach going into that program. Man, that's going to be a tall order for Arizona to have to compete against this Houston team that is playing great team basketball right now. Yeah, 68-53 was our final. I had, my laptop hadn't refreshed yet, so I gave out a wrong final score. But 68-53, the under still does cash for you, and Houston covers the spread. It's interesting of a potential Houston-Arizona matchup. I mean, Ken Palm has Houston as the better-rated team than Arizona, despite what everybody has said about Arizona loving that team. Houston, the five-seed, underseeded a little bit, but they didn't have the strongest uh, schedule. Only one quad one win, I believe it was, throughout the season, but they're showing that they are really, really good and as good as the numbers say they are with that impressive victory over Illinois. Well, Ohio State and Villanova is about to tip off in about 20 minutes over there in Pittsburgh. Same court as we saw with Houston and Illinois. Buckeyes catching four and a half here at BetMGM. The total, 134 and a half. Any final thoughts on this game before we get the tip off in about 19 minutes now? You know, we talk about identity and culture. We were just talking about that with the Houston Cougars. Well, I think the same can apply. Obviously, a different style and a different ball club here with Villanova. But this is a championship program under Jay Wright. Two national titles just a few years ago. And I think for this team, they know who they are. Players played. They know what their roles are. And I think anytime you're 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 talking about teams having to go and, and the pressure that's up on these kids to get to the, to the Sweet 16 here in this case, you want to rely on culture and identity and roles and understanding who does what and where and trusting your teammates to do their job. And I think that's what we see out of Villanova and Jay Wright's team. This is not a deep team by any means for Nova. I think at this point, they really just, I think Wright just trusts Caleb Daniels to come off the bench for consistent minutes. So they really go six deep. I think for Ohio State, getting a key and more, more, like, more so Kyle Young back at the forward position, uh, the senior leadership, the energy that he brings to the Buckeyes on both sides of the floor, I think is key for Ohio State to compete in this game. Sitting at four and a half, I'm not going to play this, Femi. I've been looking at the total more so. It's sitting at 134 and a half. The pace of play is going to favor Villanova. They will slow the game down. I think that's where I'm going to go. I, I think it's going to be Villanova for me. This team just knows who they are, and they're going to play to their strengths for, for full 40 minutes, and it's going to start not only offensively executing in the half court, but defensively allowing just one shot and making sure they can test the perimeter for Ohio State and in the paint when necessary if Liddell's going to try to get to the basket. I think here that's where I'm going to go. 134 and a half playing the under. It's interesting you mentioned Villanova's championship pedigree. The CBS just had the graphic up showing the most national titles among active head coaches and Coach K has five so he's clearly at the top but the second person was Jay Wright there with two national titles, one in 2016 and one in 2018. This Villanova program has really turned into one of the better programs out there in the Big East and the market the move was fascinating because we saw this open at four and a half. It went all the way up to five and a half, but then that's when the Ohio State money came in, taking those plus five and a halves, went back to four and a half, but now we're seeing the five kind of settle in as probably the pregame number for this game here. No play for me in Ohio State and Villanova, but it'll be a fun game to watch and to possibly live bet here coming up in about 20 minutes over there in Pittsburgh. A game that we haven't touched on much is Miami and Auburn. I think we might be going head-to-head in this one you liking the under me liking the over the side right now is auburn seven and a half over at bet mgm the total has actually ticked up at bet mgm as well 
to 144 and a half. Any last thoughts on this game here with the side or possibly the total still loving that under? Yeah, I'm still looking at the under here. It's going up, so I'll wait if the money's going to continue to pour in here. On uh, well, I don't know about pouring in, but it has moved a point mm -hmm. in favor of the total going over. And I think for Miami, this is going to be a contrast in styles. They get great guard play. The thing with Miami is they don't turn the basketball over. And I think for Auburn, some of the pressure that they want to play out there and three-quarters, half-court traps, three-quarter pressure that they'll put out there, Miami doesn't turn the basketball over. Starting with Charlie Moore, I think he's a really – he's a, such an under rated player and I know it's Miami and they don't get a whole lot of fanfare playing basketball down there in the, the corner of the of the southeast but for Laranaga's team another team that understands their identity it's a guard oriented team for sure led by Charlie Moore who is not flashy he just makes plays when necessary gets his teammates involved understands who the hot guy is going on and tries to find them within their half court sets but they're not going to turn the basketball over they average only 9.6 turnovers per game only three turnovers in that first round matchup against USC. So you're not going to have turnovers that Auburn will be able to uh, take over live ball turnovers, turn into easy baskets in transition, force Auburn to have to play half court. Now, if they go through half court, are they going to get Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler enough touches to take advantage of some of those mismatches from a size perspective against Miami's front line here? I just don't know if I trust that because I just don't trust the Auburn guards in particular mm -hmm. for Green and Johnson to facilitate correctly in the half court and be consistent with their decision making. I just feel like it's a very undisciplined shooting team. Their shot selection is just really undisciplined for Auburn, and now you're going to match up against a Miami team that's going to put tremendous pressure on those smaller guards for Auburn. I think Auburn's going to have a tough time to, to score in the half court. Miami doesn't turn the ball over in transition. No, simple, no easy baskets for Auburn. They're going to have to grind through this game. That's why I just feel like this total here is a little high for me sitting at 144 and a half. Now, it's funny that you brought up those guards of Auburn because that's probably what's hanging me up on this team in terms of the long term. KD Johnson, the way he plays is like a running back with blinders on. He's just like a stout guy. He's running up and down the court there, failing to notice that he has a size advantage in the post with Jabari Smith and Walker yeah. Kessler there. They always have that advantage in every game in the front court. And when the bracket got revealed, I think I tweeted out, I said, I would be surprised if we got an Auburn Wisconsin Sweet 16 because I'm not really into either of these teams. I'm just not sure if Miami is the team to knock off Auburn. I actually like USC to match a better since they're a little bit bigger than the Hurricanes. Yeah, and they would have in, on the interior and forced some of uh, forced Kessler to get away from the basket as opposed to being in the rim protector that he is. I don't think here with Miami, their five-out sets, I don't think you have to be out on all those shooters out there. Not every one of them can shoot, so Kessler is going to have the ability defensively to patrol the paint. I just don't know if we're going to get a lot of second shot opportunities from the Hurricanes in this matchup. And again, that's the more I talk myself into it, the more I just see the pace of play here and the, the half-court sets for Auburn being a struggle on the offensive side, making the, the underplay for me. Yeah, seven and a half is the line in this game. 144 and a half is the total. On the other side, we'll run the board all the games on the rest of the day here, second round of the NCAA tournament. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make your first wager and win big during BetMGM's March matchups. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any college tournament game. And if any team hits a three-pointer during the tournament, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code MM200 when you register. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at MGM Resorts. Sign up today and use code MM200 to win $200 if any team hits a three during BetMGM's March matchups. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada or Mississippi. 
Welcome back. This is the final segment of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas. At the top of the hour, Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds over at the Circa Resort and Casino. They will help you with your live betting fix throughout the second round of the NCAA tournament here. So, James, with the final segment, we figured we'd go down the board here with all our thoughts on all the games, seven of them the rest of the day here in March Madness. And let's start with Ohio State Villanova. You touched on it a little bit, so quick thoughts on this game here. Nova, four-and-a-half point favorites, total 134-and-a-half for those who are just tuning in. Identity, culture, championship pedigree, it's there for Villanova Wildcats. I'm not betting against it. I'm not going to lay the four-and-a-half now with Ohio State getting healthier at the forward positions. Ed Key back in this first-round matchup. He missed a number of games with an ankle injury, and also now you have Kyle Young, who's kind of the heart and soul of this team from an emotional standpoint. He's really a leader on that team. Uh, Very physical player. He's going to be back in this matchup. He started in that game against Loyola. Uh, I'm leaning towards the other here. I actually haven't made the play. I have it loaded up. but I haven't bet this game yet. I'm probably going to, maybe I think I'm just going to wait for in-game to see the pace. We know what the pace is going to be out of Villanova, but I, yep. I, I just want to see, can Ohio State hang with that? Are they going to try to match that? But I'm not going against Villanova here. I think this team knows who they are, and it's not a team I'm willing to bet against. So right now, Femi, leaning towards the under, but no play yet. Game tips off in Pittsburgh in about six minutes. Winner will face Michigan in the Sweet 16. Michigan State is taking on Duke later on, 215 as our tip off. The Blue Devils, six and a half point favorites, total 145 and a half. Yeah, I, th- I think for Michigan State, I just don't trust. We're not going to see a repeat performance out of Joey Hauser scoring 27 points the way that he did against Davidson on Friday night. Best game of his career there in his two-year stint with Sparty. Just never really trans. His game never really materialized with the way that Izzo wants teams to play on his players to play on the defensive side and be physical from that standard. That's just not Hauser's game. Can Michigan State get into transition? I think this feels like a transition game to me. That total sitting at 145 and a half. I've been going looking at the unders for most of these games. I'm looking the opposite way here and feeling like this is probably going to be a game that, yeah, I know there's going to be a lot of pressure early, a lot of hype, and it's going to be a great environment in there for this matchup between Izzo and Coach K in his last matchup together on opposing sidelines. But I think I'm looking at the total here and probably going to look to play the over in this matchup. I'm not going to play the side. I want to lean towards Michigan State and take the points, but I don't know if they're, just the guard play is not something that I trust in this matchup for Michigan State. So if it's transition, it's probably going to be a live play, Femi. I think about it more so getting involved. Do we see pace of play kick up? Both teams score and utilize their athletes in transition for easy baskets. That's where I'm looking at here, leaning towards the over. And what should be a rock fight in the Midwest region? Iowa State taking on Wisconsin. The Badgers laying three and a half. The total at 125 and a half. Playing the under here. This one I did bet. <laughs> 125 and a half. I'm taking it now. I think for Wisconsin, it's all about Johnny Davis. Had to score the last 14 points on Friday night to get by Colgate. He's the whole offense. There's not much else there for Wisconsin offensively. It is going to be a pro Wisconsin crowd for sure. Just playing 80 minutes from campus there in Milwaukee. That's going to have an effect for Wisconsin. And they're thinking about Iowa State. I mean, this is just not a good offensive team. You mentioned one game they had 40 
42, 43 points. Mm-hmm. I think they come into this game not putting the ball in the basket. And it's just the, I think the last three games prior to the tournament, only averaging 48 points per contest, scoring the ball. Tyrese Hunter had a huge game against LSU, but he's going to be matched up most likely against Chucky Hepburn, freshman defender for Wisconsin. Awesome on-ball defender. Iowa State runs nothing offensively, no flow. It comes down to, 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 to Hunter having to make some shots and Brockington having to make some shots. I just don't see it here. I think it's an ugly game. Do not, have, do not introduce this game to any of your friends if they're not familiar <laughs> with March Madness in college basketball outside of Johnny Davis, who's spectacular. You talked about his ankle injury, too, feeling like he's probably still sore here. Not going to mm-hmm. be at 100%. I like the under 125 and a half. Yeah, the folks at Circus said they'll need the Badgers in that game, seeing a lot of Iowa State money for the Cyclones no there. Thanks. Notre Dame's taking on Texas Tech. I'm on the Irish at plus eight. That line down to seven and a half over at BetMGM. Total 132 and a half. My concern here with Notre Dame, I did take them the last two games, both that double overtime game against Rutgers and then a really undisciplined Alabama team that was going to be an early exit in the tournament. Notre Dame completely worked them on their offensive side of the ball. Well, that's a whole different matchup having to face this Red Raiders team that's going to be very disciplined for a full 30 seconds of the shot clock each and every possession. I think that's where my concern is Notre Dame, the fatigue. When does it catch up to them? Playing that first four game, double overtime game against Rutgers, highly emotional game, was able to carry that momentum over to play a a bad defensive, uh, really no, there's no discipline from Alabama in their half courts. Totally different matchup here. I just wonder when the legs start to run out for Notre Dame, especially in second half. No bet right now. I'll probably look to see if fatigue starts to become a factor and get involved in game. Yeah, could be a good one to live bet. We're going head-to-head in this next one here. I'm on the over. You're eyeing the under. Miami taking on Auburn. Tigers, seven and a half point favorites. Total at BetMGM, 144 and a half comes down to the guard play for me. Auburn, you should be facilitating Bruce Pearl. Everything through Jabari Smith. He's the best player on the floor. He's typically the best player on the floor, regardless who Auburn's opponent is. Mm-hmm. Tremendous talent. And then, and, but he's not one that goes and demands the basketball either. Tries to play through the flow of the game. Really kind of a, a, a in a sense, a, pa- a very competitive player for sure, but kind of passive offensively when he's watching the guards run around testing the ball for air. And that's what we see a lot out of Wendell Green and Kendall Johnson. Bounce, 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 and then it becomes a stagnant offense for Auburn in the half court. I just don't trust their guards to make good decisions, get quality shots at half court against Miami if it turns into that style of game. Miami's not going to turn the basketball over, Femi. Average Mm -hmm. just 9.6 turnovers per game. They're not going to have live ball turnovers that lead to easy runouts and transition points for the Auburn Tigers. I just feel like this is going to be a lower scoring game because Charlie Moore and company are not going to give the ball away. Kind of favor Miami taking the number here, but I'd like to total better sitting at 144 and a half continues to go up so I'll wait to see if I get a better number but I'm playing the under yeah I'm just playing against Miami in terms of their two-point defense their 323rd in effective field goal percentage over at Ken Palm 322nd in two-point percentage defensively there as long as Auburn doesn't turn the ball over just get that ball into the post worst case scenario you get into the bonus early with that size advantage let's hopefully get the parade to the free throw line so I will be on over 144 in this game Texas and Purdue, the Longhorns catching three and a half with the right to go to the Sweet 16 and face St. Peter's total 134 and a half. It's all just a matter of what are we going to see out of Texas defensively having to guard the bigs, Travion Williams, and in particular, Zach Eady. Now, Eady is such a space eater on the interior, done a much better job from last year to this year, working not only with his footwork, but also catching the basketball. Struggled to catch the basketball a number of games last year that I saw. Well, 
But when that happens, they play through the post. The game slows down, and then Jaden Ivey kind of becomes a non-factor. I'm looking forward to seeing Ivey versus Courtney Ramey in the backcourt for Texas. He's a great on-ball defender. I think Texas is going to compete. We know what Chris Beard is, and he's going to bring that. They've struggled all season long offensively, but defensively you can always count on a Chris Beard team to have adjustments and check you for 40 minutes. I'm looking at the total here, 134 and a half. I'll be looking at the under in this game as well. The final game on our schedule, TCU and Arizona, the top-seeded Wildcats, nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Horned Frogs, total 145-and-a-half. Uh, depends. I want to see if Kerr Creesa comes back at the point guard position for Arizona and facilitate this offense. They had 19 turnovers, did the Wildcats against Wright State in that open gym game uh, in that first matchup here, or the first round on Friday night, TCU. They're going to have to play half court. They're not very good in transition. They can't shoot the basketball. They only they don't shoot the basketball very well, just 30% from downtown, which is a good thing for them because they only shoot it from out there 31% of the time on their free on their field goal attempts. They're terrible at the free throw line as well, just hitting 66% of their free throws from the charity stripe. I think here, another game I'm looking at as far as the total is concerned, can TCU keep this a half court set, mm-hmm. limit Arizona's points in transition, total sitting at 145.5? I think that they do. I'll be playing the under there as well. I think I'll be right alongside with you, waiting to see if this ticks up a little bit higher, but I like the under in this spot. Mm-hmm. we got about 15 seconds left here, James. Any final thoughts here for the day? I'm looking forward to hopefully Arizona wins. I want to see Houston and that defense matchup against Arizona. I think in the Sweet 16, if that's the matchup, tough out for Arizona to try to get by that defense with the Cougars. That would be a fun Sweet 16 game. Thank you to the guests that we had in the show today. Derek Stevens, the owner at Circa Resort and Casino, the VP of Operations, Mike Palm. Also, thank you to Adam Burke, VEASAN writer, contributor to Point Spread Weekly. Thank you to James Salinas, I'm Femi Bebefe, and then our entire crew here at the South Point. And you get a look at the sportsbook there, folks, gearing up for Ohio State Villanova. Coming up next, Ross Reynolds Connection. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.